Hello and welcome back to The Master's Voice. I am Celestial and you're welcome to this channel. Please update the video if it's grainy for you. Please take the time to check the, the description box below so that you get an idea of what this prophecy is. This is the second word that I received after I got the Isaiah 13 prophecy. So the, the post that was just before on the blog, it was called Proclamation Against Babylon, Isaiah 13. And that was just basically pronouncing to the nation of the United States the judgment that the Lord has declared upon her, which can be found in greater detail in Isaiah chapter 13, and then following that with a paraphrase of what the judgment was. So the judgment is basically that America will hear a loud noise, a sudden noise. Of course, um, it, it's, it's an actual noise, but not just one noise. It will be basically the loud, loud sound of attackers, invaders, a foreign army coming against this nation at some point in the future. And those nations have already been, been identified at length. And so America will basically hear loud, light, loud noise, which will be the sound of her downfall through invasion by other powers that are stronger than her. And so Isaiah 13 is a story of a nation caught off guard. It is a story actually, because it's a pro proclamation against ancient Babylon. And I shared in the previous video that it was an attack that caught Babylon by surprise. And so it will be an attack that catches the United States by surprise, invasion by armies that are swifter than hers, stronger than hers, a very brutal type of invasion, an invasion that greatly offends against human flesh. The citizens of the United States and all who will still be in her will undergo extreme and terrible violence that will not spare the young, the old, infants, women, even young fighters. All will fall before these invaders. Another key point in Isaiah 13 is that foreigners will flee the land. They will run away. They will basically go back each man to his own nation. And that that is one of the themes that, among others, are things that we're going to discuss in today's prophecy. So the prophecy today that follows and is closely related to Isaiah 13 prophecy was given to me November 13, 2020, and it's simply called ascendancy. So I got this prophecy very early in the morning here in New York. It was still dark because we're going into winter, so it's dark by 5, and it's still dark when you wake up early. And I woke up because the Lord was speaking directly to me. I've shared how the Lord deals with me in other videos, so I will not go into that exhaustively here. Just to say that sometimes I'm sleeping and the sleep just utterly disappears. So you're right in the middle of an awesome sleep and the next minute you are fully wide awake as if it's three o'clock in the afternoon and you've been that way for some hours. And that's exactly how it was. When God wants to talk to me, sleep just goes. So it just went, I was wide awake, and I found him saying these things. The time of American greatness is now over. From this time forward, the United States will go into decline. She will make a rapid descent in national and international matters, slowly and very clearly becoming an object of ridicule and mockery around the world. She will move down the pole of power, even as her rivals, Russia and China, 
but especially Russia move up. The Lord said, Russia is now in a time of ascendancy. And when he said that, I saw the word ascendancy in capital letters, and that's why it appears in capital letters in the posts. So this prophecy is basically covering um, something that uh, historians and even theologians will totally recognize, and that is called the fall of empire. I myself have not studied it in detail. It's been a long time since I brushed up on my ancient history, but this I can just say off the top of my head is that nations rise and fall in history for various reasons. Now, if you're a Christian, you might be able to view the rise and fall of nations with that additional layer of understanding on top of it, such as I shared in the previous video when I was talking about um, the city of Pompeii, which was a very prosperous city. They, they did not lack for physical things. When they excavated that city, they found that it was very richly attired. So it didn't seem to have a very high proportion of poor people. It did not seem to lack for aqueducts, for ways to channel water into the city. It did not seem to lack for inventions. And by all, by all accounts, it was a pretty modern city. It had beautiful frescoes on the walls, but the problem is that many of these beautiful frescoes were featuring the male anatomy without clothes on it. So this is one of the things that happens to nations when they rise to power. When nations are small, they start the struggle for survival, right? So this is usually when you find them in an agrarian phase, they're farming, they're digging their first wells, nobody's thinking of fancy irrigation. They're just trying to survive. Just a farmer plants some food, I wanna feed myself and my kids. Then when he, he begins to get good harvest, he, he thinks, well, let me sell some of what I made. And then you start to see trade and industry coming up. The guy who raises cows says, well, I don't need 15 cows, let me sell 13 of them, put the money away, and then let the other cows that I keep breed. And so this is how commerce and industry starts coming to nations, to cities. And then with time, you grow. So you move from survival, and now you know you, you want to expand, you want to grow, you want to connect, you want to trade, you want to be seen. So then there comes the stage where it's just like a girl, she's really young, she used to have braces on her teeth, ugly duckling as they say, and then she begins to blossom, she begins to grow, men begin to take notice of her, she likes that attention, she begins to do even more things with herself to make herself beautiful and attractive and noticeable. And so all nations do this. They will come to the international conferences. Their diplomats are so affable. Oh, how are you doing? And they're shaking hands and sharing those business cards. Why? Because they're trying to get connected to the bigger nations, the stronger nations, and everything like that. And then eventually you will get nations like the United States, like the European Union. These are the big boys. They're settled. They don't need to trade with anybody if they don't have to. In fact, they've got so much weight to throw around that they can actually influence um, educational flows globally. The United States has been doing that for quite a while. They influence culture, they influence society at very bedrock levels. And before you know it, this nation is in what we call ascendancy. So ascendancy is the nature, the, the, the point, the word ascendant means to rise, but ascendancy is when you have already risen and now you are holding the first place. You are preeminent, meaning that before anything is done, 
you are consulted. It's just like, it's just like rich people, I guess, you know? They ask you first, where do you want to sit in the restaurant? They ask you first, what kind of suite you want at the hotel? They give you first preference because you are ascendant. And so the Lord said that the United States will move down from that position. So she's already in an ascendant position. But the problem is, as I was saying about empire, is that when you become ascendant, you're not struggling for land anymore. You're not struggling for survival anymore. You've done all you need to do. You've created systems and processes. You've created, what's the word that I'm looking for? You just have a system that works. And so when you have a system that works, even if you're a farmer, even if you're a teacher out there and you're watching this, you know when you develop systems that work and they keep your classroom working or they keep your company working, then you either have the choice, will you keep innovating or will you do, unfortunately, what most nations do, which is that they settle down and they begin to enjoy the ascendant position. And usually what happens when you begin to enjoy ascendancy is because there's so many pleasures, you end up making the same mistakes that King Solomon made. King Solomon started out his reign asking God for wisdom, asking God to please help him to be a good king so that he would adequately and in fact more than adequately run the nation of Israel. He was David's son, the one who received the throne. Remember that David had an everlasting promise to always have a son upon the throne. And so Solomon was the first one to follow the great King David. And for a while he did excellently. The Bible says that God gave Solomon wisdom such as has never been seen in any man after him. So Solomon was ruling excellently, but then there came a point where the wisdom had acquired for Solomon wealth. He inherited so much wealth from his father. He inherited a greatly unified and strengthened kingdom. The Philistines had already been kicked to the curb. And the Bible actually says that Solomon didn't even have to fight wars. So Solomon's kingdom was one up on the United States, which is fighting a war every other weekend. So Solomon's kingdom had peace, which a nation greatly needs in ascendancy. It had wealth. It had fame and reputation. It says that the great queen of Sheba came all the way from Ethiopia, from that mighty empire at the time, just to sit at the feet of Solomon and learn. But what happened is that when Solomon's heart saw that the entire nation was running itself perfectly, he did what men and women always do which is begin to seek after pleasures. Solomon began to take to himself foreign wives who did not worship his God. And the Bible says that those wives were not prevented from following their religions. So they were still bowing down to the Balaam, which is basically the collection of false God, the Ashtaroths and the other things, um, idols, totem poles, sacred groves, everything that offends against the father. And because Solomon allowed his wives to practice their religions, there were times when they would say, Solly, come to the temple with me. Solly, come to the temple of this per person and this place with me. And love, love makes us do things. Solomon would go with his wives to these places and he would bow down to these gods who were not the God of his father, who were not the God that gave him wisdom, who were not the God that made him great. And eventually God's heart was so angered angered that he told Solomon that he would tear the kingdom in two after his death 
He wouldn't do it when Solomon was alive because God loved David. But after Solomon's death, the kingdom did indeed split between Jeroboam and Rehoboam, who were both sons of Solomon. And so what happens in empire is that when you have too much free time on your hands, you start to seek pleasures. You start to cavort. You start to play, frolic. You call for wine and song like King Belshazzar did in the book of Daniel that I spoke above, about. He got himself drunk and then he got himself judged. So nations start to do this. They begin to have sport and wine and games. You know, ancient Rome was also known for that. The gladiators fighting of man against tigers in the arena to keep the people occupied. It's called bread and circuses. You're no longer building. You're no longer keeping your eyes sharp. You're no longer in the international forums watching what your enemies are doing. You're at home having a good time with as many women as you can find. And as a result, the nation becomes vulnerable. Sin begins to creep in. Abominations begin to creep in. The nation's heart grows cold. The people begin to mimic not only their leader, but the gods that they follow. When you abandon the God of heaven, it is guaranteed that you will fall to sin. And so the United States, I have shared in many prophecies, God has already listed so many of her sins and we will go into those sins as I begin, um, I guess the charge series or the indictment series, but you'll hear a lot of them popping up in these prophecies. So the United States has given herself over to bread and circuses, entertainment, all sorts of practices that greatly anger God. And as a result, her fitting punishment is that she will no longer take premier place, but that Russia will take that place. So the word ascendancy means superiority. It means domination. It means supremacy. It means being first. When you apply it to nations, it means the nation that occupies the place of dominant power or influence. The words of the Lord said, Russia is now in a time of ascendancy. Russia will take primacy, first place, over the United States. Russia will take supremacy over the United States, which means that it will rule the United States completely. It's one thing to be in the international arena tussling with your enemy sharing the balance of power. It's another thing when God tells you that your, that your enemy will subjugate you, which means you will be under and they will be over. To subjugate means to completely rule over and press downward. So these are the things, specific markers that the Lord listed and I wrote them down. It says, when you see these things happening, then you will know that it is the Lord who reveals all things before their time. So the first thing is that nobody will seek America's opinion anymore. Nobody's going to ask her what her thoughts are on global matters. Her voice, when it comes to working out the intricacies in the international space, will not be as loud as before and will not even be sought after. Basically, America could be sitting at a meeting and people are working things out. They share their views and then they're like, so we're all agreed. And then the American delegation will say, uh, we don't agree. And then everybody's going to go, oh, oh, you, you guys, oh, you're here. Yeah, okay, what do you have to say? But they're not going to be really interested. Nobody's going to be seeking her out. And her prominence as a global player, the Lord said, will fade. 
At home, she will be having her own struggles because of rivalries and infighting that will begin to manifest more and more. 2020 has been a kicker of a year. We've already seen America starting to have things that we never saw before. Fires in the streets, riots in the streets, burning stuff, shootings between police and protesters. It has been a year unlike any other as you watch these things play out on the screen at home. God said that America will start to tear herself into two or more pieces as rival factions. Understand, brothers and sisters, a faction is a side that is militant, angry, and armed. These words, like factions, are usually used when a country is at war and she has two or three or five rebel groups holding different parts of the country. They're armed, they're angry, and they're ready to fight for what they want, for their demands. But the Lord said that America will have factions gathering together that will be more and more vocal and then more and more violence, violent. And he said that this violence will capture international attention and people will be looking at their screen and literally making pasta at home and going, what is going on over there? So people all around the world are going to be watching the United States as she basically catches a fever and begins to burn herself. The second thing the Lord said is that tension will build at home that make it difficult to maintain oneness and cohesion in the USA. He said that the electorate will begin to fight themselves in preparation for a shift. So I don't know if this is a shift they're aware of or if they're simply going to be manifesting some kind of spiritual battling and fighting between themselves that is showing that a shift is coming to the United States. But he said that there will be sharp party lines in the United States. It will be visible from the highest office of the presidency all the way down. And major parties will absolutely refuse to work together. They will refuse to dialogue. They will refuse to come together to seek common solutions. They will battle each other as if the point of government is to is for your side to win instead of the point of government being to come to a place of mutual understanding and common ground so that we can move forward with solutions and driving the country in a way that benefits all. He said that they will absolutely refuse to work together. They will not want to maintain peace among themselves and they will not work together even to make the laws. There will be blocking on both sides of the aisle. I think this is talking about Congress. I think this is talking about um, the two major parties, the Democrats and the Republicans. And this definitely talking about the House of Representatives because it is in these halls of government, usually in the executive, that you hear the term, the aisle. Uh, the aisle is not really mentioned with, um, you know, the, the courts. You don't really say that. But when you talk about the aisle, you're usually talking about the sides in the executive and also the legislative. So he said that they will even be backstabbing among political leaders. Some would say this is already going on already, but I think it will become much more evident and people will be a lot less apologetic about things that they have done to one another in the government. Coalitions will form in government and this will weaken the entire establishment. This inability for the government or the head to work together will filter down American society to even the lowest levels of the population. Brother will hate brother and there will be visible animosity 
This is anger. This is spats. This is people constantly taping, taping themselves at Target, having arguments with other people. I don't know why this is a, a thing, taping yourself, having arguments with other people. What, what happened to privacy and just normalcy and just, I don't know. The third thing the Lord said is that America will begin to get ridiculed at the international level and respect will not be shown to her diplomats anymore. Now for this, as I've shared usually when the Lord is talking to me, I see pictures. I just don't write down every picture because it would be exhaustive for you and for me. But this I shared the pictures that I saw. America will be ridiculed at the international level and respect will not be shown to her diplomats anymore. The Lord said this is a spiritual shift that he designed to drag the nation down in the eyes of others and to pull her to her lowest point in history. So I saw what looked like an international meeting. You know these international meetings where they serve them shrimp and stuff like that in the paneled rooms. I saw a meeting like that and um, there was an American diplomat, a female, and she was making a speech. So she's making this speech, but it was so curious. Her audience was completely disengaged from what she was saying. So they, they were fake coughing, you know, that <clears throat> when you don't really need to cough. People were shuffling the papers in front of them. Um, some people had their phones out and they were reading articles on the phone, like, you know, Bloomberg or the World, you know, Wall Street Journal, whatever they were reading publications maybe from their own countries they were reading articles they were reading on the internet and some people were openly texting and there were some diplomats who were not english speaking right so i saw their flags i can't remember any of the flags but i just knew this is not an english speaking nation but there were english speaking nations there and they had taken off the headsets completely so they had completely taken off the headsets and the headsets were around their neck and they were absolutely not interested in hearing the translation that was being provided of this woman's speech and so she kept her poise and she did finish the speech. But by the end of the speech, she was flushed in the face and she was visibly angry, you know. And then after the meeting, she went into a little side room. You know, the side room that they they give them the speaker, the keynote speaker, just to gather their thoughts and to refresh themselves. She was having water, bottled water. And she was so angry that she was crushing the bottle of water. And she said a few years ago, they never would have done this. When America speaks, the world listens. And she was really angry and she put down the water and you know, some water jumped out of the bottle and there was an aide and he was not an American. So he looked like a Singaporean or someone of half and half Asian descent because he didn't need an interpreter to understand her. So I knew that this is a man who understands her, but he had no comment. He just laced his fingers and he made that polite sympathetic face that says, I'm listening, but I have absolutely nothing to say. So that was one thing I saw. And then the Lord said that America, next, this is the fourth point, America will lose popularity. He said that people will start to fraternize with Russia and China more than ever before, but America will be largely overlooked or even blatantly given the cold shoulder in the international forums. He said, the love of the nations for her will grow cold. So now I saw another scene, and this one was definitely the United Nations. I recognized it because of that um, strange green marble background that they have behind keynote speakers. So there's that green marble wall, and I saw the podium there, and I think someone had just walked off, and now it was another speaker's turn. And then I saw that that speaker was Vladimir Putin. Now, when Putin was walking on stage, the reception that he received was 
surprising, to say the least. Remember that these are diplomats. They're supposed to give a polite smattering of applause. Clap, clap, clap. We see you. But people were going, woohoo, woo, woo, like that. And they were clapping. And as he made his way on, they, they stood up. They began to, to really hail him, to celebrate him, you know. And there was so much applause, right? So uh, Putin took this in his stride. You know, this man does not really give much away. You know, the Lord has given me some insight. I don't know the person, obviously, but the Lord has given some revelations into his character. And I think it's in one of the prophecies on the blog. Forgive me, I cannot remember which one. But um, he had this small smile. You know, that's polite, small smile. And um, he waved one hand as he came on. And the Chinese president was standing, you know, he was standing and he was just like, you know, that that's my boy kind of thing. So he had this smile on his face. And I saw that the American de delegation at the United Nations was so puzzled and so angry. They literally could not understand what was going on and why and how did this man of all of all people suddenly become so popular. So um, those people were acting like it was a frat party. You know, they were not acting as if they were at an international event. So Putin spoke and everyone was listening very closely. Everybody had their headphones in this time. Everybody was paying attention. And he was speaking not only as if he was speaking for Russia, but he was speaking as if he was planning, you know, he was speaking as if he had ideas to benefit the whole world, that everyone would be blessed and everyone would be prospered and brought forward because of his ideas. And I saw that African countries, white nations, other nations, the Far East, everyone was interested in what Putin had to say. And then when his speech ended, many presidents and many vice presidents and also many delegates from other countries where the president or the vice president was not there, they approached him and surrounded him, but nobody seemed to want to ask America anything. And her representatives, because they were being ignored, couldn't take it. And they left the meeting early and went back and they were confused and despondent. The fifth scene is something that I just shared in the other video. The Lord said that America will be abandoned. So now I saw a picture and I began to see passports clicking, clicking under that thing. You know, the thing at the airport, there's something there. But I just began to see passports clicking past, you know, click, 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 click. Almost like people, I guess maybe they were representing, maybe the Lord was using the passports clicking through to show, you know, when people go through that barrier at the train station, you pay and then you click through, click through, click through. And that clicker actually monitors how many people go through the train station in, the, in a day. So I saw the passports clicking through and they were all on outward bound journeys. They were all heading out of the United States. And what's more, they were all one way journeys. So none of these passports were coming back I saw, um, I would see a page of a passport open and there would be like the new fresh page. You know, they always want a new fresh page. And then I saw a stamp and then the person went out and then the next passport would come a stamp. So I saw that rich and poor people were going back to their countries. I saw people rolling their hand luggage through. And the strange thing here is that nobody looked back. People rolled through customs and they did not look back. So diplomats, even people with good lives and good jobs here, they left. I saw a lady, I guess the Lord was showing that even the rich will leave. I don't know if this is America's rich, foreign rich, but the Lord has says that many of the rich will deliver themselves from the trials of America 
by leaving the country early. They will take their wealth, they will assimilate it into different countries, maybe Swiss or wherever they can put it, Sweden, Belgium, places that have safe and stable economies, and they will utterly abandon this nation. And when he said that in another prophecy, it was concerning the rich of the United States. But this lady I saw, she had strawberry, strawberry blonde to reddish hair. She was wearing a very expensive fur coat on her shoulders to about knee length. And she was wheeling leather white luggage. She also clicked through. She walked through to the outward bound terminal. She did not look back. She left. So everybody left America. And I saw that it left the United States labor deficient and empty. And God showed that this is the result of her never-ending war on immigrants. This is what she wanted. This is what she will get. The immigrants will flee. Everybody decided that it was time. Their time in the United States was up. I saw people even in their kitchen saying, we have to go where it's safe to give the kids a better life. And brothers and sisters, you have to join me in understanding the irony of this all over the world for decades and decades. This conversation has been had in many nations, but people were talking about leaving their country to come to America for their children to have a better life. But now I saw people having the same conversation, but about leaving America to go to other places that were better and safer. I saw families sitting at the table, making these decisions. And even when they asked the little ones, what do you think? Do you want to go? children nodded vigorously, young children and even older children, and said, yes, we want to leave. And I saw that even American families were having this discussion. And then again, I saw many passports leaving. And the Lord brought to my mind that this is how Lot and his family ran away from Sodom and Gomorrah. Judgment was coming. They took their belongings that they could carry, took themselves, and fled. And foreigners likewise will do the same when they decide not to participate in America's shame, hardship, and downfall anymore. The sixth thing I saw was that America was hungry. I saw that the heart of the country, so I saw waving wheat uh, with tractors, you know, I saw cows, basically the part of the country where all the animal husbandry takes place, um, all the farming, the agriculture, the milk production, where a lot of the food comes from, all the cornflakes, the bread, I saw that they were hit by heat and drought and very poor harvests. The rain didn't come, and for some reason, all the people who used to stay here and make labor cheap, like people who come from South America and provide very cheap labor for the United States, labor wasn't cheap anymore because these people went home. And so food production dropped sharply. Because of this, prices rose. And not only that, but there was scarcity in food and other basic goods. And I saw that um, America was mad. She was very angry because she couldn't get her basic goods anymore. And food was so expensive. And I saw the, the supermarkets basically stamp a thing. And then a few days later, the same item re-stamped. And so there was a first sticker and a second sticker and a third sticker. And the supermarkets just kept raising the prices. And people were so mad. But because there was no regulation, so no laws to stop them, you basically had to pay what the supermarket wanted for an item or you had to go without that item. And so America entered a mood. You know when people are just moody and they don't want to talk and they just, you know, just leave me alone. America entered a mood. And I saw melancholy, which is the, basically the sister of depression. I saw guilt. I saw upset. 
and I saw regret as some of the emotions that people began to go through when they realized that they basically could not afford to live in their own country anymore. I saw a very huge push towards social support, which is welfare and other programs that give food and feeding and, and basically help to people who need a boost to be able to reach above the poverty benchmark. I saw a lot of people who never dreamt that they would need welfare ever. A lot of people who don't even know where the welfare offices are or how to get help. I saw that they were forced for the very first time to ask the government for assistance. That is not all. The Lord showed me that the welfare amounts dropped because with such an increase of people putting a demand on the state, there was just not as much free money to provide for them anymore. And because of all these factors that I have listed, going hungry, um, loss of labor, loss of skilled labor because of people abandoning the United States, um, loss of America's popularity, that the nations didn't love her anymore, which means that people were not trading with her as before and just not interested in her as before because of tensions at the highest level of government, which means that the governance will become increasingly shaky. Because of all these things, the nation fell into hardship and stagnation and definitely hunger. So this is what the Lord added to the study that I've been making all week of Isaiah 13. The decline of America is at hand, and you can take a look on the blog at the prophecy World Politics Russia to see more about what God revealed in this prophecy about Russia, that Russia is definitely in a time of her blooming. And you have to understand, they don't usually use the word blooming with men, but they use the word blooming with women. When women are blooming, it means that they have moved out of their girlhood, out of their young ladyhood, and into the time of womanhood, the time when they are at their most beautiful. And so the Lord says that Russia is in that time and that America has passed that time. I am Celestial and this is the Master's Voice. I thank you always for watching these videos. It is not my intention for them to go on, but before I make every video, I always ask the Lord to speak through me and share his heart. And that is why these videos contain the content that they contain. Thank you for sticking with me. Keep visiting the blog. Keep sharing the videos. The heart of the Lord is that his people will be warned and that they will prepare themselves for whatever time this may be. I do not know. The Lord does not give me a time, but he shows me that these things will certainly come to pass. And we're starting to see some of them manifest now. So God bless you and keep you. Until I see you again, take care and bye.